Hola, hola, friends. I am here this afternoon with Amanda Garcia, a huge light in my life, such a source of energy. She is a natural healer and is pursuing her doctorate of naturopathic medicine in Toronto, Canada. Uh, originally a Boricua, mamacita from New York. <laughs> Um, she has found her way to Canada and will be sharing with us a lot of the lessons that she's learned along the way, healing practices that she has learned, herbs and natural medicines that you can use to have the most optimal life that you can have and, and really show up as your best self for yourself and, and your gente, your people. So I'm Amanda, muchísimas gracias for being here today with me. I'm so excited uh, to have you on the show. This is my first episode with someone over the phone. So listeners, thank you so much for uh, your flexibility and patience as we do this interview over over Google Hangouts. Muchísimas gracias a ti, mamá. Oh my God, y'all, I can't even begin to explain like the impact in my life that Sara del Castillo has had. She is just this beautiful white light and I'm so grateful to be spending this time this afternoon chilling with her, looking at her beautiful face through Google Hangout and just sharing some tidbits of information that I've encountered during my first year at naturopathic school out here in Toronto. But claro que si, I am boy. She knows what it is. I never let anyone forget that from the low east side of Manhattan. <laughs> so I'm super, super happy and excited to talk with her and for you guys to listen. Awesome. Thank you so much. And yeah, so I would just love to know where you are in life right now. What are you doing? What is feeding your soul? And let's start there. Yes, yes, of course. Um, it's so funny. Like when I hear that question now, like where I'm at in life right now, I always immediately think of where I thought I would be at this age. <laughs> so like I'm 26, you know, I'm doing my dang thing. And I really, for some reason, when I was younger, thought I would be married. I will have two kids by now. I will be having some land in Puerto Rico. And, you know, none of those things are the truth for me right now. That's not my reality. And I'm super, I used to struggle with that a lot. Um, just recognizing like, oh, I haven't found love in the, in the romantic sense. Because Lord knows I have encountered love in abundance through my relationships, especially my friendships and through my family. Um, but now... I'm, I stand in the truth, like with gratitude and happiness that I'm 26. I'm out here in school learning the things that I, I truly like. It sets me on fire, like super energetic. It makes me super excited. And it wasn't easy getting here. It really wasn't. For a long time, I was like, I'm always end up going to traditional medical school. I'm going to do my four years. I'm going to go do residency. I'm going to be a surgeon because I've always been good with my hands. Um, and just get into a place where I always felt like this pull to natural medicine and working with the earth and working with plants and herbs and just feeling like a legit bruja. And like, whenever I would yeah. say that to my Lita, you know, um, descansa en paz, like she would be like, ah, just laugh. She'll just laugh. She'd be like, yeah, bruja, you are a bruja. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> and love, and for those of you who are not Spanish speaker, bruja means witch or, but really someone who works with with nature uh, and, and heals and such a cool part of, of um, our cultures, uh, even though our families are from different countries, Puerto Rico, Peru, y Bolivia. Um, but yes, love the bruja energy and that abuela that your grandmother supported that because, you know, some people be tripping a little bit when you mention <laughs> no, witchery. No, you know it, okay? <laughs> so we'd always be like, yeah, 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 bruja, but also Dios, also Dios. Yes. And I'm like, yes, yes. Searching and God like, and, oh. and good Catholicism. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and I feel like it's not one and the same, but they don't have to not coexist together. Like they can coexist and, um, and just having faith in the universe and also a God doesn't, you know, take away from my belief in, in the power of using plants, the power of, you know, taking care of yourself, taking care of your body and following the moon cycle and knowing what it's doing yes. that new, a new moon is tonight yes. and like writing down goals for the month. And Wait, hold on. Is a new moon tonight? Yes. No, girl. Okay, that's how I've been feeling. So Pisces, baby. <laughs> in Pisces, yes. All right. Yeah, so my seventh house is in Pisces, so I need to get to work. <laughs> 
Thank you for showing me. I've been off. I've been so busy lately that I, and I usually try to keep up with the moon cycles, but I did not realize a new moon was tonight. So excited. I love new moons. I feel like they just produce so much new energy. You get to like plant new seeds and, and watch them grow on the way to the full moon. So, ooh, That's I'm excited. Right. It's all about intention. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's so close to praying. Like when we meditate mm -hmm. and when we write down our goals for the month, it is a form of prayer because praying to pray, nothing will change. Like praying with action. That's mm -hmm. how things and blessings come down in your life. And knowing what you want before you ask for it and then mm -hmm. before you act on it is the key to like unlocking like the biggest things and the most like fruitful things in life. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh my goodness. So I haven't seen you in several years um, and would love to know what have you been learning in, in school about natural medicines and healing? I would love for you to share uh, with our listeners, what have you learned about preventative care, about how we can show up our best selves, take care of ourselves and take care of our loved ones for a long and happy life? Yes, I love that. Well, for everyone who's listening and who's not familiar with naturopathic medicine, um, and a lot of people aren't, which is why, like, out of the six schools that are licensed to actually provide this degree, like, I'm in Toronto for a reason because one is cheaper, but also, like, it's like the norm to go to a naturopathic doctor and to talk about your nutrition, talk about counseling, talk about the power of different herbs and how could it change different ailments that you're experiencing. Um, and so like my journey to get to here, I thought, as I said before, I wanted to do traditional medicine, but then I realized my heart really lied with learning, working with the earth. So thank God I got accepted to CCNM and also to Bastyr University in Seattle. Um, unfortunately I wasn't really vibing with Seattle <laughs> and also just the price tag, you know, like at the end of the day, money, I don't want to say makes the world go round, but it surely makes a lot of things happen. Yes. So, you know, my funds ain't that high. So I said, let me get my ass to Toronto. Um, <laughs> so I'm so happy I did. So many great people here. And so the premise of naturopathic medicine, it has several principles. But the one that really resonates with me is that the body has this natural capacity to heal itself. And I truly believe that, that if you give it the right love, care, nutrients, foods, like you can really prevent yourself from developing these really lifestyle diseases that are so rampant in our, you know, world right now. Look at diabetes, look at high cholesterol, high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Like all those things are very much preventative. Um, and your genes don't set you up to be like, oh, you have these genes you inherited from your mother and father. You're definitely going to have these different conditions. Like, no, like there's such as, there is a thing as epigenetics and that we can influence how our genes like can just transcribe and translate different proteins and the differences that can make in our lives. And so <clears throat> we were doing this, <laughs> we were doing this uh, assignment. So we had to make a spiel for naturopathic medicine. And so that, that's what I talk about, like the power of the body and what my role would be as an MD wouldn't be to be that, Oh, take these five different supplements. This is going to help you like cure whatever's going on in your life. It's like, no, I'm here to sit down with you, not in no 15-minute appointment, not in no 30-minute appointment, but, you know, an hour to an hour and a half to figure out what's going on in your life. Like, what are your goals? What do you want to change? What are you willing to try? And then pick from different modalities like mm -hmm. acupuncture, like hydrotherapy, homeopathy, if people are open to it, <laughs> and different botanical medicine and different herbs that maybe they want to try in a, in a tea, in a tincture, in an infused oil, um, and that there's so many ways to go about health. And my role is not to just dictate what you got to do to be healthy, but it's to work alongside my patients and be like, look, these are options. These are things we can do. How you feeling? What you open to? Um, if you're not open to this, what about this? And like backing it up, but like, look, this is the research out here for here. And this thing may not have a lot of research out, but I have had these many patients have really great results with trying it. And so being open to those things, because I think luckily for us, like in this day and age, a lot of people are open to trying things that are not the norm or mm -hmm. that's not traditional because they don't want to be stuck taking seven or eight pills every single day because they have different diseases that their body is plagued with. Right. And so that's in a nutshell what I'm doing out here. But I had this chance to learn about botanical medicine, to learn about hydrotherapy. I'm going to be a massage come 
after midterm week, which is this week starting tomorrow, um, learning different massage techniques and it's just like every day learning something being like, wow, like I could tell my parents to do this or mm-hmm. I could tell my nieces and nephews like, yo, do you have a cold? Do you have a really bad fever? You know, if you're open to it, let's put some wet socks and some crazy cold water, mm-hmm. put them socks on your feet, then pull a wool sock over that that cold sock so that it's not super, super cold and then go to sleep in the middle of the night. You're going to rip those socks off because they're going to be burning. Your body's going to have the capacity to warm up those cold socks and it's going to have this derivative effect where all the blood that was congested in your face mm-hmm. is going to go down to your legs to warm up those socks. So oh that goodness. headache, that nasal congestion, like a lot of people get have such great experiences trying this cold, wet sock technique. Oh my gosh. And it's like, yo, just try it. See That's if it works brilliant. for you. If it doesn't, like, keep it moving. But if it does, what did it hurt? Having a cold, wet sock on for the night. Yeah. You know? And, like, Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. Ugh, I'm going to try that because I have had so many colds this season living in the furthest north I've ever lived, Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> which is not, don't even laugh at me. I know you're from New York, but I have had so many sinus infections, colds. I've had, I've been more sick this year than I've ever been sick before in my life. So I'm definitely trying that. Um, and that leads me to my next question. What is, I know you've learned so much. But what is one thing we can do for a healthier life? And that can be prevention. It can be what you do in the morning. It can be meditation. But I would love to know, and if there's more than one, please share with us. But for those of us who really care about preventative care and being healthy and showing up the best that we can, um, what can we do? What are practices we can incorporate that are easy and accessible regardless of, of you know income and um, and all that jazz. Yes. Oh my God. There's so many, like, let me just go off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) like first and first thing that like pops to my head when I hear that question is drink water, (laughs) drink water. And I know it sounds like so easy and people are like, duh, like, yeah, I got to drink water. But I bet you some people are listening and like, you know what? I actually haven't drinking a lot, drank a lot of water today. I'm drinking a lot of juices. I'm drinking a lot of soda. Trust me, them dark cokes, them Pepsis, what they're doing, they're full of sugar, honestly. They're not doing nothing for you. That sugar is just going to be freaking packaged as fat. Fat that we don't want, okay? We want to be looking good, feeling good. That's not going to make us look or feel good. Um, And also, like, when you have such high intake of, like, Coke or Pepsi, what that's actually doing is that's, like, pulling from your bones, homie. That's pulling different ions. It's going to make you higher risk for osteoporosis later on in life. And it's like, that's not worth it when you could just be drinking more water you're gonna feel hydrated Mm -hmm. you're gonna feel like all right yes i have energy like and then people don't even realize when they are dehydrated you may have a dry mouth you may have a really dry scalp dry skin you may feel really fatigued Mm -hmm. you may even feel hungry but that's not really hunger that's your body being like i need something because you're not giving me water Mm -hmm. and so water is like number one um and what if I don't like water? Like, I mean, I love water. Thank God. I, I drink so much water. I pee all the time. <laughs> um, but do you have any tips uh, before we move on to the next uh, practice that you have? Do you have any tips for people who just don't like water and they want to jazz it up a little bit? All right. If you really, you're just like, ugh, I hate water. It's disgusting. Even though I don't see how it's disgusting. It don't taste like shit to me. But <laughs> infuse it. Infuse it with different fruits or in different vegetables you like oranges do orange peel infused water do like some kiwi infused water anything you're like yo i really like this slice up some fruit let it sit in some water and just drink that because then you're getting a flavor that you personally really liked and also fruits are great so you just eat the fruits that you're using Mm -hmm. to make this infused water um and like keep it pushing and also eating a lot of fruits in general they have a really high water content so if you're like i don't want to drink water but i want to have an orange like orange is juicy for a reason it has this all this really great power packed Mm -hmm. water that has different minerals and different vitamins that could really be useful you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and vitamins are called vitamins because they're vital like you're not going to get them anywhere else your body ain't gonna make certain things yeah make sure right ah i love that because they're vital. I've never thought about it that way. That's so real. Well, yes, love that. Also, I like cucumber, so that's a good one too. Cucumber, yes. lemon. Um, awesome. So what are, I think you were, you were about to go off with some other practices that we can use. So yeah, what, so drink water, what else? 
another thing that comes to the forefront of my mind is reflect. And I know you're like, oh, oh, I thought it would be more like something something to eat or something to drink or a supplement to take. No, take time. Maybe it's not every day. Maybe it's not every other day. Maybe it's not every three days, but on a weekly basis, try to reflect on like what's going on in your life. Like it could be a journal. You could just be recapping events. You could be talking through like where you see yourself in a couple of days and a couple of months and a couple of years, but taking that time to think through what's happening in your life um, and to get it out in paper or to say it out loud. And if that means going to a therapist on the regular, do it. There's no shame in that game with talking to someone who can just be this just subjective person and just give you advice on how to deal with your own shit. Cause everybody has their own shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and just working really hard to be self-aware. I think when we take that time to be like, all right, how did I say that? What tone did I use? What was, you know, how loud was I speaking? Like, how would that come across to that other person? When we take that time to reflect on how we treat others and also how we're treating ourselves in the daily, like we can only improve from there. Because right. if we're not aware from what we're doing, what we're saying, what we're thinking, like that's it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because what we think, we inevitably do. So we got to change the way we think and we're going to change the way we actually follow through and make, and our actions will speak way louder than the words that we say. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. And I have definitely journaled before or I have even recorded myself because um, sometimes I don't like writing and I just get out my video camera or my recorder on my cell phone and just kind of get out my thoughts. Um, so I love that idea. Do you have any practices for journaling or talking to yourself or like guided meditations that you particularly like or that have been helpful for you? Um, like if someone's feeling really overwhelmed and they're like, I've never sat down and reflected before like you know like what does that mean how do I get started and how do I dive in yeah yeah for me um I am not a person that journals every day or every other day or every week um I struggle I struggle to find time to journal and I know when I'm feeling just not myself not 100 and I'm like I need to dedicate some time today to write down like what's going on in my life what how do I feel? Let's look back on the past couple of days, past couple of weeks. Um, and usually how I start the process is like, what am I grateful for in that moment? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to start off being like, yo, I'm alive right now. I'm breathing. Um, what am I grateful for? There's so many things to be grateful for. Yes. It could be sometimes starting journaling and being like, I'm so grateful I'm breathing. I'm so that. grateful my nose is not stuffy. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I called my Lito today and I told him I loved him. Like yeah. that put... That lifted a weight off my chest. Um, and so if that helps you and anybody listening, like start with something that you're really grateful for mm-hmm. and then just let it pour out. Like then you'll realize there's so many things that you're grateful for or you'll realize there's some, there's not that many things you're grateful for. So what do you want to be grateful for? Mm-hmm. What do you want to change to make sure that you become grateful for that person or that thing or that new hobby that you started? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, if you started on a positive note, I feel like, the, the waters could just open up and they'll just flow. Yeah, I think yeah. it's harder with me when I start journaling and I'm just like, FML, like this shit pissed me off. Like, I don't like this. I, I end up not journaling that much because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm just not feeling it, not feeling good. But sometimes you need that too. And right. so recognizing that everybody's journey and especially journals going to look different. And so if you feel like, nah, I got to go off about this argument that I had today and what I should have said to make it better and what yeah. I should have said to win, but also recognizing at the end of it, it's like, what's done is done. Yeah. Like, you know, and some things they happen and the only way, the only thing we can just move on and move forward and just know that that's not something I ever want to do again, right. or that's not something I ever want to say or do again. Right. And that's not a person I don't, I want in my life because they hurt me in such a way. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes taking that time with yourself by yourself is where some really great things can just come out and you have really great epiphanies and be like, wow, that's how I felt. And I didn't realize that until really sitting down in my thoughts, making myself uncomfortable and being like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. No, that's so beautiful. And you're right. It's not always about trying to be positive, though I think gratitude is a transformational force. And I 
every morning write three things that I'm grateful for and I don't limit myself if I have more things it just starts to snowball and then like right like I've started the day with a smile and and really beautiful (sighs) images in my mind of my people or water sunshine like these little things um that don't have to be huge things to be grateful for but it's like man like I love the sun on my skin and I love that I have a bed to sleep in when there are so many people in my city that don't um So I appreciate you sharing that. And I've also started asking my partner um, every night that I see him, what are three things that you're grateful for? And so it's also a contagious thing. So I'd say like if you're not feeling like you're really great at it, ask people around you who that you know might be positive sources of light in your life and see what they say. Because that might be a great place to start is like, I know you for me, Amanda, are such a light in my life. And when I, you've seen me when I've not been in my best and I've been struggling. So I would always reach out to you uh, to see what you were doing. Like what were your positive practices? What was your love? But I also was like, you know, if I'm not feeling right, that's okay. Like, I, I'm going to give myself space and grace and I'm going to do do me and do what I need to do. Because um, I think that even leads to happiness in a weird way. It's like being able to have the space to be anxious or stressed or depressed or whatever it is and not let that snowball and start feeling bad because you feel bad. <laughs> um, just letting it be also gets you um, to, to, a, to a different place faster, you know. Um, so thank you for sharing that. What is, hopefully this isn't a difficult question to answer. So you've been working with herbs and natural medicine. What is one of your favorite herbs and why? And how can we incorporate it into our life? Ooh, that's a great one. (laughs) So I basically have a jar now in my room, like with different mason jars full of different infused oils and some tinctures. And so I'm making one. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's looking the prettiest right now, <laughs> is valerian root. And so some people are familiar with it. The valerian root really helps people go to sleep. So people who are suffering from like just overthinking and everything at night, having some maybe some insomnia or just feeling really anxious. Like it's a great depressant to be like, I right, relax, slow it down, get to sleep. <laughs> and so I have it in a mason jar in a tincture and it's turning like a beautiful black and you know like to make a tincture you got to use some vodka so it will used to be clear so the fact that it's turned black is like yo like this is real like when you make tinctures like there are things seeping out of herbs and they're getting into the freaking solution and it's powerful for a reason because you're getting the active ingredients and then you're consuming it and it's having this effect on the body so I, that I immediately think of valerian root, but also I have um, milk thistle um, in a tincture too. And so that's really good for liver problems and people who may have gallbladder stones. It's not, I haven't heard of cases where it's completely just gotten rid of gall, gallstones, but um, it definitely helps the liver. It's, it's hepatoprotective, so it means protective of the liver and helping it move bile out. And so I have that in the tincture because my mom was diagnosed with some gallstones and she may have uh, gallbladder removal surgery. So I'm like, look, let's protect that liver. Let's do Mm -hmm. some things that we can just do on the regular. And even for people who experience a lot of bloating, first off, if you're experiencing a lot of bloating, like you definitely want to just potentially make a food diary or figure out like, what are you eating on the regular that's making you feel so bloated? Right. And you may potentially just be allergic to something. Like you could just take out milk and be like, oh shit, like I'm not bloated no more. Yeah. Or take out this one meal that you love so much, but it honestly is not sitting right in your stomach. Right. Like, oh, like I'm not bloated anymore. But some really good carminatives, which that's like the term for it, but it helps relieve gas. It's like peppermint, like any of the essential oil ones like peppermint uh yarrow is also really good in tea that help it's a carminative also antifungal antibacterial um do it in a tea you can also do that in a tincture or infused oil too um even chamomile like chamomile is supposed to be like nice to go to sleep too but it can also act like a bitter which is really good for increasing stomach acid and helping mm-hmm. you digest foods and for bloating as well so if you like ate a big meal and you're like, all right, like I definitely don't want to be bloated throughout the night. Have a cup of tea of peppermint tea, of chamomile tea, mm-hmm. of yarrow tea, and just sit with it. Don't take it and then just go to sleep. Sit with it, drink it, chill, take a shower, 
and then go to sleep. Awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't want that to be, you know, farting and burping all night next to your loved ones. But like, yo, that's disgusting. Like, get out the bed. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, related to bloating. Also, thank you for sharing that. I love that. And I can't wait to try yarrow, which I have not tried yet for bloating because I do get bloated. A lot of my bloating, though, I think I've realized also comes from stress and anxiety. And I didn't even think about that. So what are some um, herbal remedies or practices that you've learned that really help with stress, anxiety, depression, um, some of those mental health struggles that a lot of us experience? Dev. Um, I feel like I haven't learned too many, but like the one that comes in forefront of my mind is St. Johnsworth. I know that has really been shown to help increase, I believe, serotonin levels for people who like struggle with depression. Um, so that can always be an option for people. I also believe like if you're struggling with stress and anxiety, like that's like a buildup, like like a blockage of something, feeling like so much of a certain thing and it's not having an outlet. And so figuring out what's that outlet for you. Mm. And so if you love to dance, like go to a dance class, go to a dance class once a week. Let's get out that frustration, that anxiety, that stress, and like let it flow. If you love to paint, get some canvas, get some paints if you can and like paint. Mm -hmm. If you wanna draw, if you like to do some poetry, do something you love that gives you energy to push it through because I think at its core when it comes to like stress and anxiety we usually stress and anxious about shit that we have no co- no control over right. honestly it's usually something like that it's like oh my god it's raining like um, stress the fuck out like now I gotta deal with that driving in that or traveling in it it's like couldn't you make the rain stop like not and so recognizing what's in and what's not within the locus of your control and giving yourself grace like yeah I'm freaking tight it's raining I gotta deal with this but you know what? I'm going to keep it pushing, do what I have to do, and just recognize that that doesn't mean I can't do what I need to do. It's just one added pressure. But I'm going to just pull through. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so some questions I like to ask every guest on the show are around self-love, risk-taking, and really dimming down the noise to get right with your intuition or spirit or whatever word that you use to identify, but that voice or that feeling that you have that pulls you in one direction or the other. So I would love to start with uh, self-love because I think that um, self-love roots us in being able to talk to ourselves, know ourselves, and also then prepares us to take those risks that we are called to take sometimes to to lead a life of happiness and a life that that we um, that we're being pulled towards. So, what practices have you developed, or what stories do you have um, over the last, really over over your life, that have allowed you to cultivate self love and just really being grounded in in that um, that feeling, that emotion? And if you don't feel like that's something you identify with right now, what are practices you want to do that you think would, would allow you to feel that love for yourself? Uh, of course, so Sara del Castillo asking me this question. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. such a valid question, though. Like, it's something I feel is so important for people to, like, sit back and be like, all right, what am I doing to, like, cultivate self-love? Like, do I feel that way at all? And I think for a long time unknowingly I didn't and I'm so grateful that over the past few years I'm in a place where I'm truly like yo like I did ass love myself like that's wild and it's it's so many so many people and different societal standards will be thrust upon us especially as women of color um um just to be a certain way to look a certain way to do certain things and you know that carries with you especially from if you hear that shit from when you were little and then as you get older you're like damn i'm not doing that or i i don't like to do that and getting to a point where i'm like i don't i don't care <laughs> like at the end of the day i can only live my life for me like mm-hmm. no one else is in this body no one else can hear my thoughts like no one else can do anything for me that i can't I'm not, not that I can't do myself because you know I, I be needing help, but I'm just saying nobody else is in this body yes. to feel how I feel. And for me, 
there's a couple of things that I do to just make sure I'm like in tune with myself. Biggest thing lately this year was getting back into dance. Like I love to dance. Yeah. So much fun. You know this. We dance. <laughs> I remember. I miss dancing with you actually. Oh, it's just it's different. Just when you move your body and just be able to express how you feel and you feel the music. It's just like honestly, I feel closer to God when I dance. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, this is what it is. Like just expressing yourself with the body that, you know, you've been given. And so it's dancing. It's honestly it's interacting with people like not just people that I love and I care about but with people in general like Mm. recognizing that there's always something to learn from others and there's always something that we can teach others like I don't feel like I'm a professional in no type of sense I'm not a specialist in nothing but I have wisdom to impart on people and people have wisdom to impart on me and being open to that it just makes me feel closer to myself and be like yo like that's cool. Like there's certain things that you don't know and it's okay not to know. You ain't gotta be fronting about things you don't know, but having that thirst for life and for knowledge, like that's, that's what keeps me going. That's what makes me happy. And honestly, it's my family, like talking to a Hava, you know, my baby, Alejandra, Cirillo, Cello, my mother, my father, Lito, my sister, my brother, like they, you know, they seen me from when I was a baby, mm-hmm. when I was just be a huge bitch sometimes. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, wow, you still with me through all of that? That's yeah. wild. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh. So, like, sometimes, even when you don't feel like love towards yourself, when you're surrounded by people who genuinely love you, you get reminded of that, like you're deserving and you're worthy of it. And that's why it's so important to surround yourself with people who breathe life into you. Because honestly, there's messages to be sent through other people that's meant for you. Take, for instance, when I was applying to a Fulbright for Spain. I was, when I was applying, I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll do it. I told you about it. And you were like, you know what? Do you, are you all right with you, me applying to? I'm like, bitch, you better apply to. <laughs> and it was never meant for me. It was meant for you. I was yeah. meant to bring that to the table, tell you like, yo, yes, apply you get it and look at the amazing experience you had that wasn't for me i was meant to be back home yeah i was meant to spend the last two years of my Lita's life with her yeah you know and like god be moving god be moving in different ways and we don't know in the moment and recognizing that everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. like even though it may not feel right it may hurt so much it's like it's something's gonna come out of it something's gonna come out of it on the other side yeah Oh, I'm getting so emotional now because, yeah, for context, for our listeners, Amanda was applying for a fellowship called the Fulbright Scholarship, and I was at this really tumultuous place in life, and I knew I actually had applied for a Fulbright two years, two or three years prior, um, and didn't get it, and I was crushed, and I tried so many times to study abroad. My family didn't have enough money. I didn't have enough money. Um And so studying abroad and traveling just was not in the cards for me. And I kept just being so, so sad, so, you know, defeated. And finally was like, you know what? If my girl is applying and and I just had this, it was almost like sparking light into this dream I'd always had. It was like you re-energized that dream for me. And fast forward, um, I ended up going to Spain. I met my now best friend and roommate who lives with me in Nashville and my partner who is my next door neighbor in Nashville. We all met and became friends in Spain. And I don't even think I would be in Nashville right now. Um, and, and my life wouldn't have changed so much if you hadn't breathed life into that dream again for me. So you're right. Like a lot of, a lot of these messages do come through, um, our people and us just being willing and open to hearing what, what they have to say and and not being afraid of when greatness is surrounding us and all around us and being able to listen and tap into it. So thank you. I'm getting so emotional and I'm so grateful for you. Um, Sometimes we're only meant to be the messenger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, or everything that's happened in your life up until this point, like from that whole experience with Fulbright, that wasn't because of me. It was because of you. Like, you listened to me. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that you listened, you were like, yo, I can do this. Like, let me fucking do it. You making that decision propelled your life to 
be what it is right now. Like, girl, don't be thanking me, girl. I was, <laughs> I was just like, let's go. Let's go. Let's both pull up to space. Yes. <laughs> did the work. And I think that's so important. Like, once you, like, act on what other people's are meant to tell you, like, your whole life could change. Mm-hmm. But it needed you to act. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could have told you that every day, like, girl, apply, apply, apply. You could be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't. And, like, that's what's important. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you so much and for being such a positive light in my life. Um, so that was a big risk for me, traveling, uh, uprooting my whole life in New Orleans, traveling to Spain, um, and, and really being the only person I knew. And that experience was a huge risk for me. What risks have you taken lately um, I mean, I can think of a few in my brain, right? Like switching from medical school to now um, pursuing your doctorate in naturopathic medicine, moving to a new city. Like, I just feel like you're surrounded by all of these beautiful, courageous decisions you've been making. But definitely want to hear from you. Like, what has risk taking looked like in your life? And do you have any stories to share um, with our listeners and with me about what that has been like for you and what you've learned? Oh, Oh, so juicy. Yes. Um, <laughs> Casual, easy question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think you're right. I think the biggest risk that I've taken lately was making this move and being like, look, this is something that I feel in my core and my spirit. Like, this is the type of medicine I want to do. And, you know, not everybody knows about it. Not everybody is familiar with it. And not everybody will support it or agree with it. But I know in my heart of hearts and my spirit, like, there is knowledge to be gained from realizing like the powers of preventative medicine and all the different ways that can look and teaching people about it i ain't trying to be a doctor and have a patient come to me every week no i want to see you one two three times get you to a place where you're super healthy and i don't want to see your ass i don't want to see you no more because i want you to like to arm you with the knowledge necessary to take care of yourself and just really embody what preventative medicine is and yeah. be healthy, like live your truest self. You know, when you get sick sometimes, you're like, all right, I really want to talk to Dr. Garcia. Like, all right, pull up. But I'm not, the, I, like, that's not what I'm doing. I'm like in it so that I don't have to see my patients on the regular because I yes. want them to realize that, you know, like I'm coming to Dr. Garcia to learn different things so I can take care of myself. Right. Like I don't need to have to go to anyone. And I think that's important. And I also think that there's a space for traditional medicine too. Like I'm not one of those people who are like oh it's only plants it's only this it's like no like there is a space for different types of healthcare. with traditional medicine like you can't come to me if you cut off your finger what, what am i gonna do for you nothing <laughs> get your ass to the emergency room a surgeon there's gonna put that together for you you know and there's some people with diseases that you know has gotten to such late stages that certain things from the herbs just won't be as potent and won't be as synergistic as they can be like with other drugs that science thankfully has freaking created you know and so like there is a place for everything Mm -hmm. and i genuinely believe that but to get to this point it was risky it was hard coming to my parents being like yo like, I love y'all so much, and y'all been supportive of me throughout this whole thing, like me taking the MCAT, me having interviews for traditional med school, and then being like, yeah, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. It's like, a lot of money went into that whole process. But you know what? A lot more money would have gone in if I would have then chosen to go to traditional med school and be like, ugh, I don't, this doesn't get me excited. Like, right. people should do what gets them excited, even if everybody's going to look at you crazy. Like, right. who cares? Who cares and you know that's difficult to hear sometimes though because people are at different stages in their life and may feel differently about other people's opinions of them and you know what everybody's journey is different like I'm only speaking from mine and and now I'll be looking at people I'll be like what this is what I'm doing and I'm excited about it but every day it's still a risk being in it because I'm like all right how is this gonna look in four years from now when I graduate like how will my practice be um you know will I I even feel prepared. Well, I feel like I have enough authority to teach people certain things. And it's like, I want to feel that without a doubt. Like I've learned so much and I have so much to teach, but sometimes you have moments and you're like, am I retaining everything that I'm learning? Cause I'm taking so many classes at one time and I want to be the best doctor I could be. Um, and so that always is, is a thought. And then you just have to be like, look, 
you're doing your best right now. Right. And in the real world, it's never like patients come to you and make you take a test in front of them or something. They're asking for your advice and how you can help. And you could open up a book right in front of them, show them where you're getting your information, and just be like, look, this is what I think will work. Like, do you want to try it? And, right. you know, that gives me hope and that gets me excited at the same time. Right. Um, but, yeah, yo, that's a risk or a day. And also, like, starting this Instagram for, like, my own business. Uh, by the way, for everybody listening, at Sana, S-A-N-A, Plantas Curan, P-L-A-N-T-A-S, C-U-R-A-N. <laughs> yes, we will follow you on Instagram. So one more time, it's at what? Sana Plantas Curan. So it's Perfect. all in Spanish. Basically, heal, plants, cure. That's what it is. But it comes from this nursery rhyme. Sana, sana, la colita de rana. Si no sana, soy sana la mañana. <laughs> so it's like... He'll heal the tail of a frog. If it doesn't heal today, it'll heal tomorrow. Yes. I love it. I used to sing it to my grandmother, and she would laugh. Oh. She'd be like, this little girl. Because you would really say it to, like, kids who get hurt. Um, but I think it's important to be like, look, especially a lot of physical things in your body. Your body has the capacity to heal from that. Yes. A lot of emotional and mental things. Like, we got to put in work to actively heal from those experiences. But luckily, the body can be running a lot of shit on its own, yeah. you know? So grateful for that. Um, but yeah, the risk of starting that Instagram, being like, you know what? I'm going to just post different things I learn, and hopefully people, like, want to read it and, like, get something out of it. Because I don't think anybody wants people to be sick. Like, no. Like, we want people to be healthy yeah. and just feel the best that they can. And so, yeah, we just out here taking risks, Sara, just uh, living life. <laughs> yes, yes, now is the time. I mean, it's always time to take risks. But, yeah, no, especially now, you know, it's up and down and crazy and your 20s are crazy. And mm-hmm. I just feel like it's important to embrace, you know, if it's going to be crazy, I may as well be taking risks. So <laughs> let's go. Um, yeah, no, I love that. And I love that you talked about, feeling like going to or not going to traditional medical school was not the move for you. Also, I, I want to shout you out and celebrate you. For those of you who don't know, um, Amanda is a first-generation college student as well. And the first college she went to was Johns Hopkins University. Um, so casual first-generation college student going to one of the top universities in the country, in the world. Um and is so intelligent, so brilliant, um, such a role model for women, for honestly anyone. But I just think it's so beautiful that you are such a fighter and have fought for what you want and what makes you happy and how you know that you need to show up in the world to heal people, to be there for other people. So I'm so glad that you chose this journey. I would love to know, how did you come to this decision? You know, I've talked to other guests and in my own reflective process, have thought about like, how does my intuition present itself or my spirit, you know, my energy. And sometimes it's through dreams. Sometimes it's through meditation. Sometimes it's this terrible feeling. Talk about bloating, like being bloated (laughs) for weeks because I'm not doing what I know my spirit is trying to tell me I need to do. Um, But I, I like to think about like tuning down the noise. There's so much noise in our world. How do we tune it down? So for you, what did that look like? How did you know that this was the risk you needed and wanted to take? Honestly, dreams are a huge way for me just to like, just get messages and things that I should be aware of um, and things that my unconscious is trying to work through. And so it's sending me info. And I don't know if it was a specific dream or I just woke up one morning and I was like, this is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough choice. It really is. And I spoke to a lot of people about it. Um, just telling them like, yo, I'm thinking about this and, and this. And it's just a certain level of peace when you're like, this is it, you know? And I felt it and I, it just came over me and I'm just like, 
this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And if I could, if I knew a healer that lives in Puerto Rico on a farm that has like decades of experience that would have pulled me under their wing, maybe I would have chose that too. Uh But just knowing that at the junction where I was doing interviews for a traditional med school and I was just like this, I don't feel excited at all. Like at all, like cool. I got an interview and that's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. And everybody who's going in traditional medicine, like props to y'all. It's difficult. It's hard and it's rewarding. Okay. Healing and helping people will never ever stop being rewarding in whatever capacity you do it in. Um, And I just knew it just wasn't for me. And like talking about it and trying to convince myself that, yo, Amanda, like you will always have that job security. If you are an MD, medical doctor, you will always have a job. Like you ain't got to worry. And that's facts. That's such facts. And as an MD, I'm an entrepreneur. I got to figure out like what my practice looks like. How, you know, how am I good? How do I want it to look like designing the whole thing that comes with having a business and just knowing that it's, you're not sure. You're not right. sure who's going to pop up and be like, yo, I really want to have an appointment, uh, intake with you. You're just, it's not guaranteed. Yeah. Like it's guaranteed for medical doctors. And that, that was a huge thing that was holding me back from making that decision. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? We ain't here for a long time. Right. We're here for a short time because Lord knows I could leave tomorrow from this earth. You know, my cycle here could be done and I would leave upset knowing that I didn't do what was making me happy at that moment, you know, just mm-hmm. to have like a, you know, instant gratification of having money later. Mm-hmm. I know it's not worth it to me. That's not what I want. That's not what brings me joy. And so it came through James. It came through my dad, like sitting with me and him being like, Amanda, no one else is living your life. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want to do, do it. Yeah. You know? And just being like, Yeah. Yes, this is what I want to do. It's my life. Yes. And sometimes your intuition could be loud like that. It could be Mm -hmm. loud and clear and you feel peace. But sometimes it's not. Because when I first started even thinking about it, my intuition was all over the place. I would just have like pains in my stomach. I would have like dreams where I was a medical doctor or I was working in a hospital. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm not supposed to do it. And there was a lot of back and forth. Um, and I was unsure for a long time, but luckily, thankfully it came to a point where it became abundantly clear that this was the move I had to make. And so like, I feel it that some people struggle to know, like to make sense of that murky water when it's, when it's time to make a tough decision. And I just say, hang in there, hang in there because it may look different for you. Maybe you can feel at peace with like talking to a certain person in your life. Maybe they're going to speak something into your life and you'll be like, that's what I needed to hear. I know what I have to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have to have a certain experience. Someone needs to come into your life and show you something in order for you to make that decision. And sometimes it just takes you making the decision in the dark and maybe not realizing until later that if it was the right or wrong one, but knowing that there's, it's never too late. As long as you're living and breathing, it's never too late to do Mm. what you really want to do. Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. You're right. It is never too late as long as we're alive. And uh, when you're talking about intuition being back and forth, oftentimes I feel like, you know, we have this billions year old brain and over the last billions of years, its function has been to help us survive. And so and, and but then you have we have our heart and we have our spirit. At least that's how I identify it. And um these spiritual forces, uh, at least how I view them. Some people view it as energy or some people view it as ancestors, God. I want to respect that everyone uses different language and has different understandings. But, you know, we also have a heart and we have this part of ourselves that's not necessarily there for survival. It's there for like a higher purpose or it's there for, you know, self-actualization. It's there for unity with the world, with nature, with other people. And I think the two are at odds, but they both have the same goal. Well, maybe the goal isn't the same, but I think they're both important, right? We need to survive. Um, You know, it is great that my mind is like, yo, I want you to be alive. Like, I want you to not be starving and and I, I want you to be okay. I want you to thrive. And these are the messages that you've received over time of what it means to survive. But I also think we have to create space for our heart to come through and say, 
we're not just put on this earth as vessels for survival. We are also put on this earth as spiritual energetic beings that have these beautiful gifts and these abilities to connect and and emotions and and things we need to feel and people we need to meet and lights that we need to spark in ourselves and in others so how can i do that too and also have food on the table to make sure that i can sustain myself to do that so i feel like knowing that the two are separate Um, but that they can work together in really beautiful, harmonious ways. If they can communicate, they can be aware of their roles and honestly, sometimes like stay in their own lane and then like collaborate when they need to. So thank you for sharing that. That's so real. They don't have to be at odds. Your heart and your mind can work together, can be team players, but I think we have to be able to call out and name when thoughts are coming through that are out of fear and, and, and need to survive and when thoughts are coming through that out are, that are grounded in love and purpose mm-hmm. and that are pushing us and propelling us towards something greater than ourselves um, so yeah thanks for sharing that it's been so beautiful talking to you there's so many more questions I want to ask you um, and you know definitely we'll hopefully get an in-person interview with you I'm putting out to the universe and I'm coming to Toronto um, and that we'll get to meet up and be together in person but um, before we wrap up is there anything um, that you want to share that I haven't asked you any words of wisdom any stories anything that you want to leave us with before we sign off ooh um, I feel like I've said this multiple times as we've been here today but just to say it again for the people in the back it's never too late. It's just, it's never too late to do something that you've always wanted to do, always wanted to try. Just, and you know what? In order for us to be brave, like, it requires some fear. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. got to be scared because then we're scared of losing something. You know what I'm saying? And so just be courageous and just go out there and do it. Like, just. What's the worst that could happen? I, you move some money. Uh, some people look at you different. Some people are like, oh, she's trying that. Ah, whatever. They'll forget the next day. I mean, some some new meme will be on the Insta. People talking and crying about. Um, so just do it. Like, that's it. That's my Nike quote. Just do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Muchísimas gracias. And again, how can we find you? How can we support you and the work that you're doing now? Yes, follow my Insta at Sana Plantas Kuran. Yes. I know that Sarah could probably just put that somewhere in the. Yes, I don't know. We'll put it in the notes. <laughs> we'll figure out how to put it in the notes. And one last one, I forgot to ask you earlier. Can you tell us one more time the name of that herb that uh, helps release more serotonin? I'm always trying to be <laughs> in a happy place. I'm like, well, what gives me more energy? Definitely an energy junkie over here. So, what was the name of that one more time? Yes, so St. John's Worth is really notorious for helping people who experience a lot of depression. So definitely check that out, read upon it, learn more about it. Definitely not the be-all, end-all of information on that specific herb, so look into it. And so if you want to try it, try it, see how it makes you feel. Because at the end of the day, everybody's physiology is a little bit different, so if it makes you feel good, then do it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Manda. We will talk to you soon in person. I'm going to Toronto and uh, just so much love for you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. You are such a bright and beautiful spirit. And I'm so grateful for your friendship and so grateful that our listeners uh, got to hear from you today. So un abrazo, big hugs, and um, we'll see you soon in Toronto. Ciao. I love you. Bye.